What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. I'm Max. Mi nombre es Sam. <laughs> I'm Joey. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something crazy. We're going to be talking about the relationship between eternal law and natural law. Naturally. Boom. <laughs> Nat- naturally, Pretty crazy. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah, yeah, natural law, man. Natural law. That's, uh, yep. that's a big one. Yeah, and uh, me and Joey are both... Uh, standing this episode i think it's important to mention <laughs> because well here's the thing like every episode joey's standing walking around and i'm sitting there so it's like super hard like i'm like i don't know really what to do i'm like i got this like dilemma every episode so i was like you know what i'm just gonna bite the bullet and well today. while y'all are exercising time. and being healthy and being you know physically conscious i'm about three-fourths of the way done with one pint of uh, gelato what so, kind uh it's actually southern butter pecan Southern butter pecan. It's actually really good. So that's brown. Sounds pretty amazing. Oh, actually, the first time I had gelato was with uh, you guys, with Sam's parents, when we. Uh, oh yeah. Rem- Friday of Friday right before Holy Week, we went out to dinner and. Oh yeah. I uh, got gelato at that Italian place. Yeah. That's All right. So when we were like that's when we were baby podcasters. That's right. That <laughs> was in, right. That's at the it, so it was Wait, in Max. embryonic stages. Yes, Max. You have you have a new iPad, right? Yeah, dude. Show do. That's I'm happy. I love it. Go the iPad mini all day. I'm telling y'all, especially for reading and just chilling. That's the way to go. Yeah, I agree. I have one too and it's nice, but okay. Well, well, well quick story. Um, <laughs> oh. so, uh, yeah, just to begin, um, and this reminded me of it when we talked about iPads, but I remember one time, you know, in, in seminary, like if you would tell somebody there's, you have something serious you want to talk about, it's usually for like discernment, right? If I want to continue in seminary or not, or like if I want to leave, uh, depending on what the Lord's calling me to. Well, Max texts me one day and he's like, hey man, I have something serious I want to talk to you about. Can we talk after class? And I was like, uh-oh, like Max is about to about to discern out. And I was freaking out. Um, I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Uh, what if he like starts crying or something? Like, what? you know, whatever. I'm all freaking out. And he comes up to my room and he's like, all right, bro. And he like, he like, you know, high fives me. I'm like, what's up? He goes, all right, so should I buy an iPad or not? And I was like, what? <laughs> That's what you want to talk about? And to be like, fair. Yeah, dude, you have an iPad. Dude, to be fair, we're not making a lot of money. And like an iPad is a significant investment. You know what I mean? You got to consider these things. Uh, it is. It is. as a seminary and that is a big life decision. But yeah. And iPads are impre- maybe, maybe, expensive. So maybe word it differently next time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh anyway, so gosh. I got that iPad. I did cry because of the money I spent. And then I returned it. <laughs> I returned the iPad um, because it was a lot of money. And I was like, I'm really not. I, I used it for like two weeks. And then I returned it. I was like, I'm not using this thing as much as I thought I would. So anyways, not too long ago, um, a person at church uh, let me have one as a gift, which is very gracious. So anyways, here I am chilling with the iPad. It's, that's it's been that's a great why asset. everyone should go. That's why everyone should go to church, man. You might get an yep. iPad. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. or, or the Lord. You know. <laughs> You never, know. you never know. Yeah. So, cool. Natural law, eternal law, cool Na- stuff, good natural stuff. Natural law. Natural law, yeah. I will preface by saying that if you want to uh if you were want to get a better context of what we're talking about on this episode, I think it would be a good reference point to go back to um our previous episode on Aristotle's four causes. I think it would illuminate yeah. uh the conversation we're about to have um on these two topics. So, um so yeah, what is natural yeah, law, that's a, Joey? That's a good idea. Or Sam? What is it? Tell me. I don't even know what it well, is. Well, yeah, why not Sam? I mean, I think Sam could do it. Jeez. Sam well, should we start up should we start out by talking about what like law is in general? 
I think as so. We're, as we're trying to understand this. Idea. Yeah. So, so, okay. What is a law? So a law has like four like characteristics or four elements to it, right? That the, it has to, it has to like check all the boxes, right? To be considered a law. And there's four of them, which the first one is an ordinance of reason. Uh, the second's directed towards the common good. The third is enacted by one with legitimate authority and uh, four is promulgated. Um, so like, just like an example of something that's like um, natural law or like a, just a law in general. It's if we want to take like the government, for example, like right. they, they, they pay a, a put a law that you can't kill people. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So is that an ordinance ordinance of reason? Yes. Yes. Is it directed towards the common good? Yes. Yes. It's enacted by with one with legitimate authority. Well, in this sense, the government has legitimate authority to protect its people, right? So Correct. yes, yeah. and it's promulgated so that they made it. They make it known through I don't know how they, how they make it known. Basically, just like the law. What, the what law. would you call it? like penal codes? Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, through yeah. the legislative yeah. process. Yeah. In, yeah. Our, in our government. Yeah. Right. Um, and so this definition comes from where, Sam? Uh, it comes from a guy. Um, He's pretty famous if you know him. His name is Aquinas. Yeah, <laughs> if you listen good. to the Saint podcast, Thomas Aquinas for you, sir. Pretty famous guy, Saint Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, there's this famous kind of four-part definition of a law, yeah. and uh, every type of law. He's gonna what he does in his Summa Theologiae is he talks about many different types of law, and yeah. what you'll see is or what we hope you'll see is that um, this definition of a law that he sets out applies if only analogously to every different type of law that he talks about and yeah. to the uh, couple types of law that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think it's just kind of, so when it comes to the natural law and you know, the eternal law, which we'll be talking about a little bit and the natural law, which is the main, you know, kind of subject of this episode, I think it's important to realize it has to do with morality and yeah. we've kind of, we've kind of touched on this topic before th- mm-hmm. this common misconception about morality and laws and and norms and rules and regulations um what what this definition kind of enlightens uh kind of illuminates for us is the fact that laws including moral laws are not random pronouncement of some crazy dictator or you know tyrants will that are just like trying to get people to conform and trying to restrict their freedom right right what is the first part of that definition that sam just said a law is first and foremost an ordinance of reason mm-hmm. it's it's an expression at its best if it's going to be a true law it's going to be an expression of wisdom and right. of reason and of love and it's going to be not to restrict the freedom of the person or people who it is promulgated towards but to benefit them and to yeah. help them flourish and to help direct them towards their end and, and as so, a matter of fact the second just, the, the second part of this definition says that right it says it's directed towards the common good yep. right it's yeah, not to absolutely. restrict the person but it's to, to enable the goodness of of creation yeah so i just think that's worth saying it's really easy to forget a lot of times i think people especially in the modern day when they hear you know um when anyone talk about morality, moral laws and norms, they just think, Oh my gosh, somebody's trying to restrict my freedom and, uh, keep me from doing what I want to do. But no law at its best, including the natural law, including moral laws are expressions of reason and wisdom and love. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's important. So Aquinas starts his discussion on law after he kind of lays out this definition. Um, he starts by talking about what he calls the eternal law. Mm-hmm. Max, please yeah. tell me what that means. So, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, defines eternal law as, or he says it's nothing else than the type of divine wisdom as directing all actions and movements. 
It's pretty simple. I think it's self-explanatory. Um, I think yeah, we let's move even, on. Yeah, no, that's, uh, <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> I, so, so one of the things that I want to emphasize on this, it's divine wisdom, right? So it's placed in God. It exists in God, okay? It exists, exists yeah. in God's mind, right? And it's, it's that which directs all actions and movements. So God creates things with certain orders, right? And again, he has yeah. them in his mind. And as he creates them, he directs them towards their ends, right? And this is this is going back to one of our previous episodes. We're going to call it the final cause, right? Yeah. In yeah. God establishing and governing this entire created order, he directs things towards those ends to which he installed into them in order to reflect himself and to share in his glory, right? So all things created are created in order to give him glory in order to reach their telos their end um yeah yeah exactly um that's awesome thank you i think um a good way to a good way to kind of think about this is so god is the creator of the universe right he's the intelligent mind behind all that is and you can think of like an artist before an artist creates you know a, a sculpture or a painting first what the artist does is the artist conceives an idea of that sculpture or painting in his mind, and then he brings it about, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the, yeah. it's certainly not a skill that I have, and it's fascinating. Uh, to, I'm <laughs> amazed by artists and the, and the gift of, uh, you know, yeah. gift of people with artistic ability. It's always, it always amazes yeah, me. Yeah, I'm pretty great, it's, honestly. It's, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> great. You can just say it. It's okay, dude. <laughs> but it's similar with God, right? Like, God is, from all eternity, has conceived this idea of the way that he deigned from all eternity to create um, the universe, everything that is apart from yeah. himself. And his idea of the governance of things, his uh, directing them towards their ends by means of instilling them with, right, like we talked about, like Max said, like we talked about in the last episode, he he bakes, uh, he, he imbues um, creation with uh, intelligence and so so all created things yeah. have a nature and so he kind of bakes these natures into his creation and then they are they move towards their end kind of from this intrinsic principle that moves them you know from the inside out but it's yeah. God who who created all things with these natures and directs them towards their end right um, and uh, yeah. like Max said the end of the end of all things is is to share and reflect the glory of God. So, hey, hey, in case, so in case you missed one of our previous episodes, I just wanted to say, if you hear the, us use final cause, it's the same thing as saying the purpose of something. You can kind of think yeah. of it like that. Like, what's the purpose of this? Yeah. Well, God created a purpose for it, and it reaches that purpose by X, Y, and Z, by by um, doing a, a, doing what it ought to be doing, which we'll touch on a little more when we talk about natural, natural law. But um, Right, yeah. yeah. And one, <clears throat> one more thing to add there. Uh, another kind of we talk about final causality. That's kind of a buzzword, I guess. But another buzzword there is obviously natures because Nature. things have natures, uh, and they like there's certain things that are they are meant to act a certain way, right? There are differences in their characteristics and how they're moving towards yeah. their end, but they're all ultimately moving towards God and in different ways, though, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, we, we want to transition into natural law from that. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, eternal law is the is the ground. Aquinas treats it as like the like law, and it's most you know robust yeah. sense like this is the ground of all the the, the basis of all other types of law but yeah. but what we're going to see is with natural law 
when God creates, you know, so God creates like he creates, you know, rocks and he creates animals and he creates plants and all these things have their own proper nature by which they perform their own characteristic functions and move ultimately towards their own proper end towards their own flourishing and benefiting by doing thus right that's like important right. like they, they 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 benefit by by fulfilling those natures or by by acting out those natures or living out those natures right so god god directs Okay, so God, as an example, would direct a dog to the dog's own proper end by creating the dog with a certain type of nature. And this nature is the principle within the dog by which it performs its characteristic functions and does the type of things that dogs do, right? It, it barks, it you know, chases its tail, it, it, uh, if it's my dog, it pees all over my house anyway. Right. <laughs> Poor um, Winston. <laughs> Sam also Winston chases, actually, yeah. chases uh, his own tail sometimes. <laughs> it's just you know it happens i can't i can't do anything um, about it <laughs> but but as we mentioned as we mentioned in our last episode man human beings and this is always important to remember we are a part of nature we are a part of the natural world that god has created we are actually his his uh one of one of one of his highest creations right right yeah. and what makes us different so he creates us with nature too right we have human nature but what's different about human nature is that Human nature is rational, right? We have rational souls, right? We can know things. We can know what things are. We can understand uh-huh. ourselves and our actions and our ends. And we have wills. He's created us with souls that have free wills. So we can actually direct ourselves, right? So God allows us to kind of participate in the process of him bringing us towards our mm. end right he's yeah he's created us for himself and he wants us direct he wants to direct us back to himself but yeah. through our own freedom through our own reason and and wills we're able to participate in that kind of journey back to him yeah and we freely direct ourselves if we want if we know what's good for us in accordance with our nature and you know try to act back to, right back and in, and, be, and acting yeah, in accordance like, with our nature is acting in accordance with this reason that man's endowed with right so like it would be different for um a dog to uh to act in a human nature he can't right he can't first of all like if, if a dog started doing math it would be weird Okay. Yeah, or like started right. thinking about what a tree is, right? Or something like right. that. But a, right. But but a man can do that. So so it's 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 proper for the man to to act in that manner because it's reasonable for the man to act in that manner. It's proper to who he is, right? Whereas a dog yeah. barking is natural. A man barking is not okay. Sometimes we would say the person's mentally ill if they're not joking or something. Of course, right? Um, <laughs> something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a great point. And. And because what's interesting is because God has endowed human beings with an intellect and a will, human beings now, their actions actually take on a moral value, right? That's actually why, like, a dog doesn't act morally or immorally, right? Right. When a dog acts, his actions have no moral value because he doesn't understand himself or his actions or his end. Mm -hmm. But human beings, we do. And because of that morality and what we're going to call, what what Aquinas calls and what the tradition has called, the natural law comes into play. And I think to give an initial kind of definition of natural law, I think it would be good to um, read from the catechism of the Catholic Church, which is what we love to do here. Big Um, catechism guy. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... The catechism says this. Hopefully this will clarify everything we just kind of tried to lay out. So it says, Man participates in the wisdom and goodness of the Creator, who gives him mastery over his acts and the ability to govern himself 
with a view to the true and the good. The natural law expresses the original moral sense, which enables man to discern by reason the good and the evil and the truth and the lie. The Catechism goes on to say, The natural law is written and engraved in the soul of each and every man, because it is nothing else than the light of human reason ordaining him to do good and forbidding him to sin. What do we think of this? Well, I, I think it's it's always like packed with information, right? But I, I, one yeah. of the things that stuck out to me while you're reading it is like that mastery over his acts and ability to govern himself, right? Yeah. Because that's yeah. the that's like a gift from God if you think about it. Because we're, I guess if you want to, I don't want to get off topic too much, but the hierarchy of being, right? The human beings right. are right there as the top of like the animal or material world, right. but the bottom of the immaterial world, right? We're kind of that, what they call the horizon of, of both those worlds that kind of like mm-hmm. we bring them together, but human beings, they, they get to, they get to choose God freely. They get to, they get to know what's good and to go after it. And they get yeah. to do that because they want to, not because they have to. Like you, we talked about different animals, right? Like a yeah. cow, cows can't choose to do what they, what they have to do. They just do it. They just, by walk nature, around, right? right. They just walk around and eat, eat grass all day. By yeah. nature. Yeah. And but with human beings, we, we get to say, okay, I, I want to know God and I want to serve him mm-hmm. and I want to love him. So therefore I'm going to go after it. That's a, right. that's a great gift from God. And also, yeah. and also like we're, we are, because we are endowed with reason, we have the ability to control as Sam was emphasizing. It, it's a good point because you're able to not just act instinctively. You can control those yes. instincts just because yes. you happen to be hungry. Doesn't mean you have to get up from work and, and, or whatever else to just go eat. Or if you feel an impor- impulse to, to drinking alcohol or even having fun, right? Um, like you don't have to just get up and act. You have reason. You could be like, okay, I'm at work. I can't go have, you know, a bourbon on the rocks. Does that make sense? Like you're able yeah, to control that's a great those, point. those instincts. I do want to uh, reference a scripture passage, which I, uh, I think will help um, illuminate this a little bit, if you allow me. Yeah, do it, please. Okay, so from uh, Romans, St. Paul tells us, um, in chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, when he's talking to the Gentiles, he goes, For it is not those who hear the law who are just in the sight of God. Rather, those who observe the law will be justified. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law by nature observe the prescriptions of law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. He continues, They show that the demands of the law are written in their hearts. And while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or defend them on the day when, according to the gospel, God will judge people's hidden works through Christ Jesus. So these laws are like a stamp, right? They're a stamp on our heart, right? We know them yeah. because God, yeah. because we come from the mind and heart of God. Yeah, that's really right. well said. And, and, well, and if I could add to that, um, yeah. I think it's, uh, St. John Henry Newman is the one that says that, that the conscience is the aberrational vicar of Christ in the soul. Yeah. So what is that saying? It's kind of fancy. I don't, he's a really smart guy. But it's just basically saying that all human beings know Christ through that, that conscience that, that points them to the natural law, that points yeah. them to right and wrong. And I think that's really, that illuminates what you're saying in that, or what scripture is saying too and, in and that we, passage. And we see detrimental effects if you fight that. Right, we see detrimental yes, effects. Yes, if, if you yes. like, you go against that impulse of saying, "Okay, I should be doing this." It's just not good, right? It's not good. Oftentimes, I use an example like health, for example. If I if I just ate gelato, this pint of gelato, which is fantastic, by the way, but if I just ate gelato all day, right, I would I would be a very unhealthy human being. Right. 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 So it's 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 not a core in accord with my nature to be consuming sugar 
on a on a massive scale like I am right now. Yeah, it's not who I'm. I'm yeah. made for much more than that. Does that make sense? Right, and because right, and so this is huge. So because you've been endowed with the gift of reason, which Aquinas says the light of human reason that we've been given um, is a participation in God's own wisdom, a participation in God's own yeah. uh, reason and and kind of knowledge of creation. So mm-hmm. God allows us to understand reality and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like Sam said, to be self movers, to have mastery over our own actions. And yeah. because of that, we now have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to act in accord with what is good for us, to act in accord mm. with what is good and true yeah. and beautiful. And this responsibility is the natural law. This this demand that is placed upon us to act responsibly in accord with right reason, in accord with the you know created order that God has set forth, is the natural law. And... Um, the uh, there's another there's another paragraph in the catechism. It says the natural law shows man the way to follow, so as to practice the good and attain his end. Mm. Um, and then the natural and then the, and then the uh, catechism starts, and I think we should talk here a little bit about the the precepts of the natural law. So yeah. mm. so the natural law, you know, we've been talking about it kind of in the abstract, but Aquinas and the you know the tradition of the church has actually identified certain um, precepts that more or less through the light of natural human reason, all of us can kind of yeah. figure out and understand. And Aquinas lays some of these out and he says mm-hmm. that they're derived from a knowledge of our nature, from a knowledge of our nature's kind of natural yeah. inclinations. We understand what we are. We understand what we're tending towards by nature, right? Mm-hmm. Happiness, you know, li- life in community, you know, living with God. And we can kind of, from those natural inclinations, deduce and figure out some precepts of the natural law. So do, yeah. do you guys want to talk about these right now? Yeah, sure. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll just list the first one. Um, okay. And that is that uh, good is to be done and pursued and evil to be avoided. So this is kind of like just, you really wouldn't, like Aquinas <laughs> breaks things down like really, like a, like a lot, right? Because you really wouldn't think, oh, like it's like a precept of the natural law to do good. You want to do good. You want to go after yeah. good things for yourself. You want to preserve your being in a way of, of, of putting it, right? You want to keep yourself alive and nu- give your body nutrition and all that stuff. So that, that, that was the first one. Um, and yeah. that's, that's, I think that's actually really kind of, it seems really simple, like Sam said, but I think it's actually a big deal because I think yeah. it goes back to our happiness episode. If you if you haven't listened to our happiness episode, which is one of our first episodes that we dropped, mm-hmm. we recommend Super that. Good. But it's Step this idea joy. that all men are created, all all men are created for happiness, and all men by nature desire happiness. Right. Right. Yeah. All our wills are ordered by nature towards the good, towards doing what is good, and so this yeah. is the most fundamental precept of the natural law is exactly what Sam said to do good and avoid evil. If you help, if you help me or allow me to give you an example of how, what this would look like in, in context, there's an example that uh, C.S. Lewis used uh, to prove this, that, that this, this kind of attending to do good is evident in all cultures at all times. <clears throat> For example, running away in battle. You okay. Yeah. Running away in battle has always been a, a, a bad act. Right, it's always been contrary to to what man's uh, reason is telling him to do. Right, it's been looked at as cowardly, as unjust. Oftentimes, and this is unfortunate, but even some people would even you would have to commit suicide when you came back to camp if you had, had retreated. All right, um, because yeah. it, it's it's against who man is to defend life. You mean to 
So if if you if you're running away to, from to battle, preserve life. Sorry, to, yeah, to defend life. Yeah, to preserve life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're supposed to be preserving life and you run away from that, you're you're like attacking a very fundamental truth about man, which is to preserve yeah. himself. Uh, yeah, and I don't I don't hate that example. Yeah, uh, but I don't love it either because I think it, there's there's some prerequisites that go with it, right? You have to be fighting for something that's just correct, right? Correct. In that scenario, I'd say yeah, right. that's yeah. But I think I think I think in general that could be a good example because the fact that more or less all cultures throughout all of human history have recognized that you shouldn't abandon your, you know, your yeah. brothers in battle. Right. right. Yes. That is an expression of the fact that all men kind of have this primordial sense mm. of what is good and what is true. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, so that's the first and most basic precept. And Aquinas says that that's self-evident to all, which is, mm. um, I think to me undeniable, uh, Max, what's the, what's the second one? The second one goes similar to what we were just talking about, but it, it it's quoted like this. Every substance seeks the preservation of its own being according to its nature. And by reason of this inclination, whatever is a means of preserving human life and of wandering off its obstacles belongs to natural life. One of the main, this is, this is very important. To natu- because, sorry, to, to, nat- to natural law. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? You said Na- life. Natural oh, life. Sorry. To natural yeah. law. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, um, one of the, this is one of the big reasons why, um, the church is is a huge advocate um, against abortion and contraceptives yep. because yep. this is uh, protecting life is one of the first things we're called to do. As a mother, as a matter of fact, um, one of the reasons that like the mother, like what is the first thing that the mother does when she has a child is she embraces the child, right? And the right, father wants bonding. To, That's like a really big deal. Exactly. It's, it's, it's important. I've heard that like scientifically speaking, that, that moment of embraces is, is a huge for the, like the, um, the progression and development of a child because like that, yeah. that, that, that embracing of human life of another and yourself, right? That's why there's so many doctors that take to monitor, uh, monitor a woman's, uh, uh, you know, when, when she's in labor and when she goes to the doctor, like that's important. We know that taking care of life is important. We 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 did, we spend a lot of money in charities and organizations to preserve life of, um, you know, children as well as elderly. You know, right? Yeah, and that's a good point. I think that I think uh, abortion and contraceptions are like a good example for that too. Uh, and I know they're kind of hot button issues, but the thing is, is that those those things directly violate the second precept, right? Because yeah. they're inhibiting. Uh, life they're going yeah. they're a direct a- attack on life and it's not you know it's not because uh the, the church is not against those things because they don't like women or they don't want women to have control over their body or, or anything right. like that right it's because it's a it's a direct attack on human life and on the, uh the natural law and the precepts yeah of natural yeah law. so it's a violation and i think i think a cool thing to recognize here is the kind of brilliance of the move that Aquinas made in recognizing this precept, right? He's he's saying that we can derive the precepts of the natural law and come to know them, especially through kind of an examination of mm-hmm. our nature and its natural inclinations. Yeah. And actually what he says, for any of, if any of you are curious, this is in um, question 94, article 2 of the uh, prima secunde in uh, in the the first the first part of the second part of Aquinas' <laughs> classic theologiae. Um, uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, but but what he does is he's he's saying, okay, look, human beings like all things 
have this fundamental inclination within themselves baked into their very being to preserve their own substance, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. preserve their own existence. This is, we can we can observe this in every created thing. Every yeah. created thing seeks in some sense, even if it's in a really rudimentary sense, to preserve its own being. Plants and animals, they, they have capacities to, you know, withstand... Um, you know, difficult climates yeah. and they reproduce yeah. so that even when they perish, their species continues in existence. Mm-hmm. Right. And human yeah. beings are just, just the same. We all, we have this natural inclination baked into our nature yeah. that uh, impels us to preserve our own life. And we recognize also, especially with human life, that it's special and it stands out amongst all the created, all other created beings because we have a rational mm-hmm. and material well, soul. Going back to what Sam, mm-hmm. he used the example of murder at one point. Like killing somebody goes against this this precept. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like I mean, that's 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 I mean, that's that's why it's a law because it goes against our human nature, and also it goes against reason. Right. Yeah. It goes against. Um, and again, right when we use the, the the when we say natural law, we're meaning morality. I mean, they're interchangeable terms. So it goes against morality. Right. It's immoral. Yeah. To commit the act of murder. Right. And to go back to kind of the way we started this podcast, when you kind of, you know, break the natural law, quote unquote, when you break the natural law, when you violate this precept of the natural law, it's not like, okay, obviously, you know, God, who is the ground of all morality and the ground of all the truth and the goodness. um, Obviously, God is not pleased when you when you do that. When if someone murders someone, this um, this is uh, this is this is not good. But the what what is actually going to happen is that if I murder someone, it's not the only consequence is not that I've just made God unhappy. If I murder someone, I've contradicted, I've violated my own nature. Right. I have violated the, the, the type of thing that I was made to be. And I have behaved in a way that contradicts the way that I was created to behave. And so what I'm doing is even if no one knows about it, even if no one knows about it, well, a God knows, but B I'm actually disintegrating my own soul Mm. when I act in violation of the natural law and yeah. I will be punished, you know, not, not by some, you know, dictator who's going to send, you know, fire and brimstone down upon me, but just in my own soul, I'm going to be disintegrated and f- yeah. as I, as I, you know, descend into right. sin. Well, and also, uh, just a quick point when you talk about being punished, right? We're, we're punished by, by ourselves kind of right. We, cause God imbues what's right and wrong as we've already said. Yeah. So that's it. We know it's wrong to do that. And we still do it. That's why we're punished because we have, we chose to be punished, right? And I think that's yeah. a that's a good little yeah. Tidbit, sin I guess. sin is its own punishment, right? Because yeah. and you can see this in people who commit heinous crimes. You know they they can't they often the guilt often completely breaks them apart yeah. from the inside out, right? Um, yeah, it does. Or, okay, like, so, or, or like or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, just go ahead. Let me. Um, no, go ahead. I want to reiterate that these things. You don't have to read scripture or God doesn't have to divinely reveal these things to be true. Like these things are, are we know these things, these things are self-evident truths. Our reason enables us to see these truths. That makes sense. We, yeah. don't, we don't have to, we don't have to refer to scripture necessarily to find these truths. These truths are like, as Joey said, found within nature, right? They're found within nature. And so like, yeah. um, you know, we see, like Joey said, if, and Sam, we're all talking about like the negative effects of going contrary to this. You know, drug addiction is a big one too. Um, I know it chemically, you know, causes imbalances in the sorts, but you have to choose it constantly, and then eventually it enslaves a person. Right? It's not to say that person is lesser. It's just to say that it has effects when you constantly go against who you are. You're not meant to have all kinds of chemicals in your body. 
right? You're not meant to. You're not yeah. meant to induce yourself with dopamine or any other of these other things, like like pornography, for example. It rushes a dopamine in your brain. You're not meant to do that. You're supposed to have that controlled yeah. and moderated, at, and they're supposed to be embraced at certain times and manifested. And so just these kinds of things, right? You see that like it has real negative effects in the world. The more that this natural law or the morality is broken. Yeah, yeah, and we'll you know we'll talk about that a little more the universality of the natural law. Um, yeah, but uh, what what Aquinas actually says is that these precepts are self evident to all in yeah. themselves. But some people, the reason some people don't recognize them is because most of us, in fact, all of us, are severely disordered by our own sin and by our own passions. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. oftentimes, our sin and our passions prevent yeah. uh, keep us in ignorance of these precepts. And sometimes people. Um, convince themselves cool. uh, otherwise. Okay, so the, the the next precept of the natural law, and um, this is a this is another big one. Um, Aquinas says this. He says those things are said to belong to the natural law which nature has taught to all animals. So remember, in the last one, he was kind of looking at um, what is common to all things that exist in general. Everything seeks to preserve itself in being. Now he says those things are said to belong to the natural law which nature has taught to all animals because human beings are animals. And he says, such as sexual intercourse, education of offspring, and so forth. Um, and so this is a big, this is another big one because um, this is when we start to, as human beings, look at the nature of especially sexual intercourse, kind of look at what yeah. it is, look at what it was for, see that it was created by God to bring forth new life and to bring to people together in a deeper union of love and that these two things need to be essential ingredients mm-hmm. um, for the sexual act to be you know morally upright and allow us to flourish and this is obviously a big um, sexual morality is obviously a huge deal Sam yeah. I think yeah. you had some stuff to say about this I did yeah I, I had a few thoughts because um, this is a I think this is like a common misconception of what the natural law is uh, because yeah. a lot of people say they, they they conflate that okay the natural law if it happens in nature that means it's accordance with natural law so a lot of people will say okay um, like they've studied like dolphins for example and these <laughs> dolphins are studying they, and they and they and they see that they they have um, like homosexual activity between two male dolphins right uh, and they do it for like pleasure and all all kinds of things and uh, people say okay well since it's happening in nature. That means that it's normal for human beings to do it too, right? If it yeah. if, it's, if it happens between other animals, it means that it's it's okay for for us to do it because that's it's a, it's accordance with the natural law. Uh, and if you kind of, I mean, you've already listened to this episode, but we we kind of say, well, wait a second, it's not it's not according with the natural law because what is the natural law for human beings? Well, the natural law for human beings is to uh, act in a way in accordance with right reason, right? Yeah. And that, the ending of that's the biggest part with right reason. Yeah. Uh, and then with homosexuality, it goes against right reason. So uh, I'll elaborate on that a little more, I guess. When human beings are, if you look at the male body and the female body, the male body and the female body are made for each other. They're intelligible because of how yeah. you, the, other, the other type of body. Because the male body makes sense because of the female body, and the female body makes sense because of the male body. Mm-hmm. So you put those together, and what happens? Well, you have a loving uh, relationship between two people, and you have uh, offsprings. And it's fruitful, mm-hmm. and it yeah. brings about new life. So what? What's that? It's it, that's basically showing us that this is this is the right way to uh, yeah. have sexual intimacy with a person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's pointing us towards a correct way to do the natural law. Also, that accords with our right reason. Um, 
and what God has revealed to us through the natural law. Yeah. So that's all. But when you look at homosexuality, now uh, it's not accordance with the right reason because, like, two male bodies, for example, don't don't bring about offsprings. They don't bring about life. They don't bring about anything uh, at all. Uh, And so that's why we would say that's not those two things are not. Yep. mutually exclusive I guess. and also yeah. if i could just add something lest we reduce the um you know man to us to being this sort of sexual being we're not man's more than a sexual being so if we're saying because dolphins do this sexual have this sexual act men also it's okay for men or women to also have this um, homosexual uh sexual act um is not true because man is not limited to that Man is above that. Man is reasonable. He's a rational being. Just to emphasize Sam's point, um, we are able to, one, control our instincts, and two, we're meant to foster life, right? Going back to some of our other earlier precepts, right? We're meant to preserve life, and this goes against that. This, this is actually destructive to life, oftentimes leading to illnesses and so all sorts of depression and family issues, right? And um, so... And, and just a further point, like, not all animals do this. Most animals don't, as a matter of fact, right? And it doesn't, the logic is not consistent that because an animal does this, man should do this. Man and animal animals are, are the same in some, but are distinctly different in that regard. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if you guys don't, I uh, don't think what me and Max are saying is, uh, is right, we're going to, I have a catechism quote. Uh, just to help the point and explain uh, more to the point. Uh, and the quote is, this law is called natural, not in reference to the natu- to the nature of irrational beings, but because reason, which decrees it properly, belongs to human nature. Boom. So, again, right, the, the catechism so, is saying it's it's because of human nature, right? It, we, have to, we have to act according to our own nature, not on what something else's nature is. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Thank you, guys. I think... Um, it's worth saying here, and we might do a whole episode on this topic, you know, at a later time, but I know the church's teaching on homosexuality in particular is one of um, great sensitivity, and yeah. uh, this is a big reason why a lot of people, I think, have negative opinions of the Catholic Church is because of her teaching on homosexuality, but I think this is just what we want to say is, first, the church does not condemn outright any person who has same-sex attractions, right? No. The right. church welcomes all people as children of God and loves them and desires them to come and be a part of um, the church's life and to attain to their own salvation. This is what the church desires. The church exists for the salvation, the flourishing, and the happiness of every human person yes. um, because the dignity of the human person has been revealed to us by the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, that's, that's the first thing we need to say. But the church has always and will always and should always um, clarify that homosexual activity is sinful. And it's not sinful just because the church, like we've said, is a random dictator who wants to create random rules to restrict people's freedom and keep them from having fun and following their desires. Yeah. It's because, because of the very nature of the sexual act, because it is by its very nature ordered towards procreation and unity between two two individuals and because those two things are essential ingredients in a properly moral sexual act the church recognizes the fact that when people engage in homosexual activity they are actually harming themselves even if they don't necessarily know it because they're acting contrary to their own nature and to the natural law and to the eternal law 
And even if it feels like this is the way to best express love, even if it um, seems like the thing that they want to do in this moment, the church with the wisdom she's received from the Lord himself who created all things is able to say with confidence, no, we need to try to develop the virtue of chastity and perhaps, um, uh, you know, gain mastery over our sexual desires so that we can only use them in a proper way and to make a gift of ourselves to others in love. So that's, that's a big, that's a big point. And like I said, maybe we'll do a whole episode on that later on. Um, we should probably talk, uh, let's just read the, let's read the fourth, um, precept that Aquinas talks about of the natural law. Uh, Max, will you read that for us? Yeah, man. So the fourth precept, um, reads like this. Um, man has a natural inclination to know the truth about God and to live in society. And in this respect, whatever pertains to this inclination belongs to the natural law. For instance, to shun ignorance, to avoid offending those among whom one has to live, and other such things regarding the above inclination. So in other words, man desires to be a communal person. He desires to live in a society and to function within society. As a matter of fact, I was just reading something uh, in one of Jordan Peterson's book, and he says that insanity oftentimes is known as like somebody doing the same thing over and over again. That's wrong. Yeah. Okay. But he says no. He says uh, proper sanity, right, is, is known by a person's ability to interact with the community. Hmm. So he says that um, he says that and, and, it, and it illuminates even more so on this because, in fact, man wants to be part of a society and he wants to be part of a community um, of people that are fostering truth and want to get to know God. Right. All man is is um, innately placed a desire to want to worship God in some way or another. He manifests that. Right. And so and then doing so. And in, and in following this inclination to live in society and to know truth and to know God, he is living out this innate law that's that's um, written on his heart, if you want to refer back to St. Paul. Right. So another yeah. another example that that this one continues to write about is it says we shun ignorance when we hear something that's not true. What's the first thing? No, that's not right. You know, that's not right. Or or we'll we'll argue, OK, wait, is that exactly what it said? Let's let's read about what exactly the nuance of this particular topic was. Or how about we do some research on this topic, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so it does. That. And then going back to what uh, Joey said, right, the church doesn't say um, sexual disorder, right, is there. The church doesn't say this is wrong because it wants to offend somebody. No, as a matter of fact, the church says those things in order to bring about proper community, right? To bring about true happiness. Because yeah. when you go against natural law, when you go against reason, you also go against goodness, right? You go against what you are. You're, you don't actually, you're not actually happy. Does that make sense? So this yeah. precept, as it ends, it says to avoid offending those whom one has to live. So like, we're not here to... to um, just offend each other because a community doesn't do well like that. You go to any community that just continues like bashing each other. It just turns into chaos. You may even have those friends that you sometimes can't hang out with because the whole time they're just poking fun at each other. You know, that, 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 right. is, that doesn't right. even work well. You know, sometimes people yeah. get heated yeah. and conversations just go haywire, you know? So I don't know. I just wanted to talk a little bit on that. Right. So, I actually have uh, so I have a question okay. just to just to to move this cool. conversation along a little bit. So we have these we have these precepts of the natural law and and basically what's common about all of them is like there are things we could know 
based on our own reason. We don't really need God yeah. to tell us. We, we, it's yeah. kind of imbued within our minds. That's a great As point. we've said like a billion times. Um, so then can, I, I guess this is a question for both of you guys. Like, What's the reason that God gives us like the Ten Commandments? Or why mm. did he give us the Beatitudes, right? If we know everything and we don't need God to reveal it, why would he go through the trouble of revealing it? Why, why would he come down on earth and reveal himself to us and give us the scripture and all that? Mm. What, what would be the point? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, because yes, I'm in, out principle, <laughs> in principle, every human being endowed with the light of natural human reason could know uh, these truths and act in accordance with them. But because every human being, unfortunately, is also wounded by original sin, um, two of the effects of original sin are malice in our wills and ignorance in our intellect. So we are disintegrated when we come into this world. Um, our souls are disintegrated. They are not properly ordered. And oftentimes our passions and our sinful desires prevent us from yeah. coming to know the truth. Um, Joe, just to clarify, can you talk a little bit about what we mean by that? Like what's that? Like original sin, obviously, right? Like it, we, we're, we're disordered because of our inherited original sin from Adam and Eve, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, what has been revealed to us through sacred scripture and through the heritage of the church is that um, human beings initially, when God created all things and created man, um, initially lived in a state of paradise, in a state of original justice right. mm -hmm. and friendship with God. And what, uh, what, what was the case in, in, in that setting was that human beings, um, our passions were subordinated to our reason and our, and our reason was subordinated to God. We lived in perfect truth and in perfect goodness, mm. and we had friendship with God. But because of this original act of disobedience that is uh, <clears throat> written about um, poetically in the book of Genesis, we have all been, um, are, are born out of right relationship with God, out of a state of sanctifying grace. We don't have... Um, we're born in a state of disorder. Our souls are now disordered. Our, our passions are no longer subjugated to our reason by nature and our reason yeah. is no longer naturally subjugated to God. And so um, God's grace, luckily through the sacraments and the salvation of Jesus Christ, allow us to be restored to that um, yeah. state of friendship with him. But this is why ultimately God had to reveal, for example, the Ten Commandments. Because actually that's a great point, Sam. The Ten Commandments yeah. are basically an expression of the natural law. Right. Like right. the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. are pretty basic stuff. It's like don't murder, don't steal, you know, don't cover your neighbor's wife, you know, honor your father yeah. and your mother. These are all things that um, man in principle could be able to discover on his own. Right. right. Like we've been saying yeah. with the natural light of human reason. But because we're wounded by original sin, because our passions are disordered, um, oftentimes we don't come to know these things easily. And so God, just to make it extra clear to us um, on Mount Sinai after the. Uh, Israelites um, crossed the Red Sea and came to Mount Sinai and Moses encountered the law or encountered the Lord on the top of Mount Sinai. God gave us the law um, to set us free and to make sure that all people could know them without any admixture of error. And so that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, I think um, it's also worth noting here that the natural law, because all men can know them, is in principle universal yes. in its yes. scope, right? So it applies to all men, regardless of your religion, regardless of your, um, you know, you know, creed, ethnicity. Every everybody with yeah. the light of natural reason 
should be able to know these things to come to understand the truth about what is good and to follow these precepts. And um, what's interesting about that is insofar as every other religion has expressions of the natural law within their teachings, we accept those as true, right? Like yeah. we say that other religions, a lot of other religions, um, certainly other forms of Christianity, but either and, and certainly Judaism, but even a lot of the Eastern religions, mm-hmm. when we see these precepts of the natural law being expressed in their systems, the church readily acknowledges the fact that those are good things, yes, right, and that these other people are are striving towards the true and the good in their own way. But we say that the fullness of the truth is only found within the Catholic Church. Yes. Um, because the fullness of truth has been revealed to us by the truth himself, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. And what this what this also means is that people, perhaps to whom the gospel has not yet been preached, right? People who have never encountered Jesus Christ, people who have never heard the saving message of the gospel and who don't know what the Catholic Church preaches and teaches, they too, um, what the church has always taught, with the help of God's grace and by following, like Sam said, the light of their own conscience um, can pursue the good and live good lives and be good people and strive towards their end mm. um, insofar as it's possible without the sacraments. Now, yeah, we still need to um, evangelize. And we still have a responsibility to to bring the good news to all these people, to set them free and help them mm-hmm. flourish not only in this life but in the next. Right, so. and that, I, I guess to add to that, like, because Christ, so we, we say, oh, well, uh, you know, it's in your conscience, right? So you can get to heaven supposedly without, you know, going, getting uh, baptized and everything because God can save everybody however he, however he pleases, right? So if he wants to save you, uh, without baptism, he, he could. So you're good. It's like, well, no. Um, let's put it this way. Jesus Christ did a lot of work when he came down on earth, right? He mm-hmm. let us torture him and, and beat him up and pin him to a cross uh, and then re- resurrected from the dead, all for you so that you can get to heaven uh, much easier, right? Mm-hmm. This is his, what he wanted. He, yeah. he he establishes the sacraments in the church for a reason. Um, so it's like there's that, there's that uh, call to the church. Like, okay, yes, yeah. Technically, God can save anybody however he wants, but, and that's a big but, that's you need to go but. to church and participate <laughs> in the sacraments, because if you don't, you're going to possibly set yourself up for, for failure. For, that is most, a, most likely set yourself up for failure. Yeah, I mean, it's the, yeah. the sacraments are the only ordinary means by which we are able to attain to our salvation, right? Yes. right? And if, yeah. we're not, if we're not initiated into the, into the sacraments, even if we are, we don't know for sure if we're going to be saved, right? We never know that with absolute certainty yeah. right. until, God willing, we reach the pearly gates. But, yeah. um Especially so, for those who have never been baptized, we can pray, you know, for someone, you know, for an infant who's died before baptism mm-hmm. or for someone who, who lives in a place where the gospel was never preached to them. We can pray and we should pray that God shows mercy upon them and yeah. allows them in their life to whatever extent it's possible to tr- strive towards the true and the good um, and to strive toward him ultimately because he is the truth and goodness itself. But yeah. um, we still we don't know what we know is that the sacraments is what Jesus gave us and that this is the way that he wants us to be saved. This is the way that he wants to come to us. And that's a huge deal. And we need to uh, spread that message to as many people as we possibly can. I want to, I want to end on this note if it's cool and then, or whatever. But what I was going to say is that Max gets to decide when (laughs) we end. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, cool. Listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda. (laughs) 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 What I want to, what I want to say is that, I don't want us to think that natural law or any law is there to hinder us. That's like the yeah. Joey started it with with that at the very beginning of the episode, but we can't hammer that point enough. Laws mm-hmm. are not there to to hurt us or to deprive us or to enslave us, right? 
If they're legitimate laws, yeah. Yeah, if they're legitimate laws, exactly. So if they're legitimate laws, they should be done for the sake of our good, right? Our common good is what we say. They should be done out of love, for love. And we mean love properly, right? We leave, we mean love fully. And so when you hear a natural law or when you hear a moral law, know that it's not there to somehow hurt you, right, from something. No, it's there to teach you and to teach me, to teach us about life, yeah. happiness, life and happiness, right? And ultimately to, to find God. Because as we said in one of the one of the earlier precepts, um, oh sorry, and uh, yeah, the catechism it says that we are able to we are able to view the true and the good. It's by living the natural law that we get to know who we are, and who we are in relationship to the community and to God. Right, um, we yeah. really begin to know what we were created for, why we were created. Um, so I just want to reiterate that like laws are not there to hinder you guys. Laws laws are there to make us who we are. Yeah, and as and as we started out this podcast with, yeah, fundamentally all law, the natural law, human laws, insofar as they're in accordance with the natural law, and natural law, insofar as it's it's in accordance with eternal law, it's it's an expression of God's wisdom and love, and I think this is worth noting, especially because of the name of our podcast. This eternal law, which is the ground of all law, is you know, it's God's wisdom and love and intelligence with which he created the universe. And it is, in a sense, it is the logos, right? It yes. is the meaning. It's the it's mm. the reason. It's the intelligibility behind everything that is. Um, and it's ultimately a, ultimately a person, um, mm. yes. person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yes. he dwelt um, among us. Amen. So. That's probably, uh, probably a good place to stop. And, uh, you know, Tight. thanks for listening to this episode. Um you know, one thing we haven't done yet is a shout out to the uh, subscribers. You know, you guys. Uh, yeah, guys. You guys are big time supporters. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to all who are subscribing to us. We really appreciate it. We're glad that hopefully <laughs> something, th- some of the things we're saying are useful or interesting, um, that they're bringing yeah. you closer to God. Um, yeah. But we really, we really appreciate it. Yeah. But, and, and the train does not stop here. Uh, you know, if you're listening and you haven't smashed the subscribe button, it's. Do it's smash time. it. You it need is to time. Push it. It is time. We're close. We're, we're guys. You know, we are close to two thousand listens. Did I tell you about that? Uh, two thousand. You say? Yeah, close to two thousand listens all the way through. That's uh, that's pretty so, good stuff. So that, thank that you guys for all. We I'm did, not impressed. We would have thought, <laughs> I, five would have been cool with me. My sister and my <laughs> mom and my brother listening to it would have been fine with me. <laughs> but uh, thank y'all for for making it uh, making it better than we had expected. And uh, let's let's hope people encounter Jesus Christ, as was the whole reason we started this this project. Thank you. Amen. Amen, dude. Cool guys. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode on natural law and uh, eternal law and law in general. Um, I hope you took something out of it. I know I did. I know. Speaking for these guys, I'm sure we all learned something. So, um, yeah. may God bless you in your homes, and uh, you and your families. God bless.